0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast Not only is Manchester Red but Paris is as well at the moment And I am joined once again by, and it's a compliment this time, the Scott McTominay of the podcast, Charlotte you. Dunker. You're now a first teamer, a regular, you, your stock's risen amongst United fans
1: Welcome back to you as well Yeah, it's been a while I've been doing your job while you've yeah. not been here How's it been? Yeah, interesting.
0: You've not got the job on a permanent no, basis, have you? You've not done <laughs> no, the Solskjaer facts. I haven't done well
1: enough, unfortunately.
0: No. You've been, maybe you've been a bit more of Ryan gigs only gone a soul Solskjaer in that role. But uh, Samuel, you're back from Paris and did you get any sleep last night? You must have been very excited after that finale,
2: especially. Two hours, yeah. There, there, was, there was more filing going on, uh, but it, it was for, for that period after the game... I don't think any of us really felt tired so we were were just working on carrying on into the night and yeah, then just two hours sleep. So, feeling tired now. That's the rock and roll Definitely. life of journalism,
0: isn't it? In, in the I think
1: we were quite the same. Where we, yeah, we were in, in the Paris. Office
0: for it. Not, as, not as glamorous as the, the Parc the Prince, uh, but it was as electric the atmosphere, wasn't it, Charlotte, when that goal went in at the end? But uh, I guess the tie, when you look at it, it was a tie that United won, but it's also a tie that PSG lost themselves. It's incredible that they threw it away and bottled it yet again. But the credit needs to be given to United because even if PSG are going to not turn up on the night. United still had to deliver and especially with 10 key players missing.
1: Yeah, I think in the previous podcast, we joked saying it'd be an absolute miracle given everything that was stacked against United, not obviously the history and that no team had ever overturned, a 2-0 deficit after losing at home in the first leg, the players that were out injured, PSG being historical bottlers, surely they wouldn't do it again. Everything was stacked against United, but... Fair play to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because it was his game management. Obviously, the spirit of the the team and the performances that the players put in was great. I think, personally, I think he only made one mistake and that was starting Eric by right back. But apart from that, he got everything spot on, really.
0: Yeah, we'll come on to team selection a bit later on. But I guess from your point of view as well, Samuel, I know there was that really cliche line before where Solskjaer said mountains are there to be climbed. He, he conquered it. He put his
2: flag down at the top, didn't he? It, as, as you touched upon I mean the the PSG record is is remarkable this tendency to just capitulate choke whatever you want to call it and those I mean Tuchel was very dignified and measured after the game uh, when he was asked about it and uh, he even separated this squad from the previous squads as well saying I think it was Kerr the, the, the right back who played the back pass said he wasn't in the team mm. that was at Barcelona he came in the summer but that factor is completely overshadowed by United being without ten players. Um, five of those players are first teamers, so that's that's half the outfield's first team were missing from the game. This record of I think in European Cup history, 106 teams won two nil away from home in the first leg, and then they went. On, every one of those teams went on to qualify um, from the second leg. For United to do that, it's just, it, it's, it's absolutely stunning. I mean, if, if I didn't have to write so many words around it, I think I might have been speechless at full time. It, it, it was a night, it was it was a night that rivals United's European uh, European Cup winning nights, Europa, just the evenings yeah. where they have, have actually won finals. Um, and as, as cliche as it sounds, and I'm sure some of the players said it, it's still, it, it's still sinking in in a way that they have actually achieve that coup but it has got to the stage where it's it's not a surprise either I think that quite a few of us when we're talking during the day were confident that United would score the first goal um, I did think United would score but PSG have this record where they I think the last time they didn't score in the Champions League was against City a few years ago yeah. uh, when they went out on a bit of a whim so you always imagine PSG would score I don't think many people would have on United scoring three times. Um, and of course, there was an element of luck in, about it. But I think the more we th- talk about it and we're in danger of almost kind of like tempting fate a bit because it does feel fated, you know, I'm going to have to say it, but 20 years after the treble and things like that. I mean, a lot of United fans will be getting rightly giddy about the prospects of... It's just... A, it's just extraordinary that it's, it's got to be the craziest season I think I can ever remember watching United it's gone from having an outside chance an unrealistic chance of getting the top four just before Christmas to not just challenging for the top four but challenging for an FA Cup and Champions League <laughs> double it, it's, it's preposterous but you wouldn't be surprised if they were to go ahead and, and win the Champions League now, which I don't think, you know, if, if if you quoted someone saying that a few weeks ago, I think they'd have been certifiable.
0: Yeah, I guess Charlotte, we've got to skip ahead maybe on this one. But as Samuel touched upon there, you do sense that United can beat any team over two legs at the moment, and especially the fact that holders Real Madrid have gone out. You look at the teams have already qualified, it's Ajax, Porto, Tottenham. They're all teams you'd fancy United's chances against. They've maybe got what's that, a one in seven chance of getting a team that they well, there's no, I don't think there's a team that's fear, is there?
1: No, and they shouldn't fear anyone, especially in current form. And the most important thing is the confidence. If they go out there and believe they can beat anyone, then they can. And if they can beat PSG with that team that started yesterday, imagine how good they can be when they've got the first team back in. That's no discredit to any of the players that played yesterday because I thought they all put a shift in and they all deserve their um, their place in the starting eleven. But if you consider... Jesse Lingard's been so great for United this season. He's going to come back in. Paul Pogba is United's best player. He wasn't there. So once you have put all these players back in and you look at the opposition, you fa- you do fancy their chances. But I think Samuel tweeted before, we could have like four Manchester derbies in the space of like five weeks or s- even less time than that. And I'm not sure I'm quite ready for that one.
0: No, I'm not sure <laughs> any of us will be able to cope with four Manchester derbies. And- I so I would know, it know. be the, the- court- four-
1: FA Cup, the league, and then two it- Champions Leagues? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be. I mean, that's just crazy to I be think about. A, a lo- if
1: you're talking from a fan's perspective, I think no English side in the next round would be the dream because it's another proper European way rather than
0: yeah, I think just so. a
1: trip to the other side of town.
0: It's one of those where you've got to sort of balance it. I think you'd fancy chances. I mean, Ajax, they beat in the Europa League anyway and United have got better. Maybe Ajax have as well since then. And Porto, a team who Liverpool absolutely thrashed last year in Europe. So there are teams in there that United would certainly be very strong favourites against. And maybe you'd say the only teams they wouldn't be favourites against would be Barca, Atletico,
2: maybe yeah, yeah. Liverpool or... City City City, as well would be the other one Um, yeah I I don't really I mean Barcelona don't have that aura that they had a few years ago when uh, I don't think they've won it since since 2015 anyway during this period where Madrid have had a bit of a monopoly of it Um, I mean what Charlotte was saying it it was interesting after the game in terms of the injured players he said it was a good thing that it kind of like helped them because they've just, they brought in all these fresh players. It's easy to say that after winning a game yeah. like they did. Um, but it, it was those, I mean, Fred I said it was his breakthrough. I thought he, he was excellent from from start to finish. thought he was doing quite well during that period where PSG hogged the ball for, I mean, it was a ridiculous stat, Some like 80 odd percent possession, 82 percent possession. Um, McTominay probably had his, his best game for United in terms of going up against two quality players in Marquinhos and Verratti and holding his own uh, but obviously when Matic, Herrera, Pogba, those guys are fit, they are going to go back into the side and, and, and rightly so, certainly think come the weekend you'd imagine it would be Fred Pogba, and McTominay, Pereira didn't Pereira was one who did not perform. Do you think he um, suffered
0: from a maybe
2: new role? Yeah, I mean that that was the only slack you'd have cut by as well, and that that was a bit of a tactical cock up by Solskjaer. Why do him you think he right didn't back.
0: choose Delo? Because at first it sort of seemed like Delo must have a knock or something. He's not starting that game. D- the
2: only the only th- <laughs> it was it was ironic in that I think the way Delo played at the weekend played his way onto the bench last night because yeah. I think must have looked at it and thought I've got four Callow. Kids with about six substitute appearances between them. I need someone with a bit more experience, and Deleu has just come off the bench and t- changed the game against Southampton. So I'll hold him back, and you know, I'll, 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 so I'll give myself something in reserve rather than uh, just just starting with all the best players. But. <sighs> It, it just it just didn't work. I mean it just would have been much more logical to play low at right wing, young at right back. I mean it was it only just occurred to me this morning how as soon as Bay went off, PSG didn't have anywhere near as much space playing mm. around United's area or inside their area. When they did equalise it was coming already. I don't think anybody was surprised that with, with just how swift they were with responding to that. Um But Delow, I mean, he's an interesting case because it's very rare that you find a player like that who only costs £19 million and it just shows when United do bother to think outside the box rather than just going for a superstar, they can get a really good player. Interesting that it was actually Mourinho's summer signings who came. I last like, night as well. Finally, all, and and all Lee Grant them. helped Pereira with yeah. his goal <laughs> against
0: Southampton. So, so it's all coming good. His legacy lives it's just on. It's a shame he's long gone, isn't it? For, yeah. for his sake, but uh, well, he'd be
2: he'd be much missed if there were four derbies within space yeah. of a week. Like after Imagine what happened the in the of eight years ago.
1: We just get bored of that, though. Imagine all the build-up for each game. It's four derbies.
2: be difficult derbies. to build up four but in a row. You'd have one. to have. Mourinho poking someone in the eye or yeah. doing oh, something Solchor's in too nice like for that yeah. I he'll yeah. I mean, just I'm keep, sm- just keep bit, smiling yeah. 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 I'm
0: interested to see a home guardia Guardiola get on because I feel like it's just going to be a bit bit too, too nice pally, and too respectful yeah. far 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 too nice there's not going to be Pep's not going to try to dig him out with comments about no. you need someone
1: snide to come in Herrera will post something yeah, on we the need someone Twitter to, or something someone
0: can step up to the plate or repost that thing
1: where he said he didn't spit on the badge
0: oh yeah that was a fun one for us to cover wasn't it in terms of other individual displays it's now three games on the road that Lukaku scored braces as mm-hmm. well. It's the first time he's ever done that in his club career. He did do it at the World Cup, but he deserves a lot of credit as well, doesn't he, Charlotte, for the yeah, way that and he's think- proved his critics? Right? Because it was only at the start of the season we had a podcast where, we, I know I think it was Liam, wasn't it, who said he's, he's not got good enough got no to... he no future. You no know, future. United. And that was a fair enough opinion to have back then because he did look like a player who had no future. He looked maybe a bit out of shape and maybe too didn't look up to it, but mm. now he's... He's really I think he,
1: he proved a point, didn't yeah, he, when did. he whipped his shirt off in his goal celebration. Just yeah, I can't to really
0: rival that. But. All,
1: all everyone that's been fat shaming him, I think yeah. that was maybe a pointed jibe towards them. But I th- he's fair play to him because he's turned things around. He was dreadful at the start of the season. There's no getting away from that. His goal record showed that. And also his contribution to, in the games wasn't good enough as well. But his, to listen to him post-match in his interview, he said that he's enjoying working with Rashford. It does not I know he was the one that scored, but you get the feeling that he'd be just as happy if it was Rashford who'd scored them two goals and he'd helped him score. So, And he said the rivalry on the training pitch is helping them on. And it's small but big differences that Solskjaer's made, obviously, doing these small games in training is helping them yeah. get through, push them through to the final whistle and get the results that they need. So. Credit to uh, Lukaku But his credit's got to go to Solskjaer again
0: Yeah it's interesting Because I know everyone talks about Pogba's revival under as well, But Lukaku's now the joint high scorer I think Under Solskjaer Nine goals each I know it's coming and these this burst. top score I've outright has yeah, the season. Comes yeah. over this sort of burst of a week and such and I guess he's always gonna get that with strikers and Lukaku particularly has these patches, but it's also encouraging that he's done it against PSG because there were some people saying oh, he's only scored against Southampton and Palace. But to do it against PSG in a big European game and to do it so early on as well. And yeah. there were goals that weren't well, just handed to him on the play I know the first ones, did, but did, he still had a lot to do. The, the, the,
2: I think all six goals he scored over the last week they've had different elements of quality the two against Palace were really well taken um I don't think he got enough credit for the second one think the way he took that and the ease Mm. with which he took it I think that was quite telling because he had to react really quickly to you know get his leg up that high and then flick it flip the ball over the keeper um obviously the two against Southampton also on his weaker foot uh uh, the, the, the first one against PSG, it was kind of like, it was just, you doubted him. on on about three occasions like the first touch not quite right so you think Silva's going to come in but then he gets past him and you think okay Buffon might get him but no, it gets past him and then he's heading towards the goal line and you're thinking okay he's going to he's not going to be able to score this the angle's too acute but he he took that Well he's missed easier chances
1: hasn't he Yeah
2: I had visions of it hitting the post and just bouncing back Well that's the thing against Palace and Southampton he, he squandered the, the easy chances and, was an and sitter wasn't that the yeah.
1: the yeah. Luke Shaw. Shor- Luke Shaw's Shor-
2: corner, yeah. he, he squandered the easy chances and he took the the tougher chances, which is sometimes the way it goes uh, for strikers. It's just a, it's, it's something that's happened since time immemorial. Uh, but he does look a lot leaner. I think his his play off the ball is a lot more polished. You can tell he's got the confidence about him as well. And when when. I mean, it sounds a bit harsh on matter, but really effectively it's when Marshall and Lingard are, yeah. Lingard are fit and Lukaku's fit and Rashford's fit. That is a major dilemma for Solskjaer there. And against certain teams, you can get away with playing two midfielders and maybe he'd he'd look into that because you want to accommodate as many attacks as possible in, in certain games. But obviously the, the midfield three has worked for him uh, almost every time this season. Uh, it's, it's quite amusing as well that I think, as Simon Peach said to me, uh, Lukaku has scored more in the last week for than, United than Sanchez has in his whole United career yeah. so far as well. Uh, I guess
0: that's what um, I mean. The fact <laughs> that Lukaku, Fred, and McTominay have all upped their game it makes it even more inexcusable that Sanchez is the one player who still hasn't improved under Solsha. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it's they, they've got a real pickle there because. He's he's the highest earner, which has partly meant the De Gea negotiations have become more protracted than they really should have. Uh, there's not an obvious buyer that's going to come in for him in the summer because the wages he, he's on at the moment are so obscene. He's he's probably the only pl- one of the handful of players in the world who would go to China and, and not get a wage hike because he's on so much money already. Would he want to go to China? Uh, Will Pro- get a game in China? <laughs> well, it, 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 it would be the ideal scenario for United, but it's just it's, it's going to be difficult to shift him. Uh, but they, they need to try and shift him. You, I think what's particularly damning is that you compare his eighteen months. I mean, he'd have to do something exceptional towards the end of the season to get near to it. But his eighteen months with Mikatarian's eighteen months—the guy he replaced—and yeah. it's just incomparable. It makes Mikatarian look like. You know, a cult figure at United. So,
0: and like I say, not not only has to perform, but he's outperform the other strikers
2: that are there now. Yeah, to yeah. To sort and of warrant a place that season. I mean, Solskjaer might remain patient with him. You have to factor into account that matters coming towards the end of his contract. He might not stay. Um, do United go for a forward in the summer? A marquee forward. I mean, I'd still argue that. Maybe a, a midfielder is, or not a midfielder, but certainly a centre-back is more of a priority, even though Smalling, I thought, was exceptional against Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, they, they need a full-back as well, but they they do need another forward uh, that, that's going to take them on to that next level. I know some fans have said Pogba can, can double in that role, and th- there's a compelling argument for that, but... I think with Solskjaer he he's clearly someone who does not want to stand still and what he's done so far, I mean, they they should just be giving him the money and saying, Look, do what you want. Do what you want with it, Yeah. yeah. Uh, while we're on a controversial subject as well, Charlotte, we might as well go to
0: the penalty decision last night. And there's lots of United fans saying it was maybe Karma Kimpembe should have been sent off in the uh, first leg. Not sure, I'm not sure that's
1: how football works. Not sure
0: that's football works either. But um, the penalty decision, I know after the game, De Lowe said that he thought it was definitely a penalty. It hit the arm uh, harsh, I thought, and yeah, the shot was soft, going well yeah. over the bar. If that was being Does that good- matter? I think it should do because what's the handball prevent? Preventive. I know a handball in the box.
1: He yeah, and He had his back to the ball.
2: I, I mean, I, I didn't think it. I was no. I was when I saw the replay later on. I I was amazed at that. They if that was given seen, against that your that side, you'd be yeah. So yeah. If, if it was given against furious. your team, you'd
1: be furious. And Neymar was, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, you, he was not great. I can understand defeat. why
0: though, because I guess I know he makes a lot of drama. But when you're sidelined and your team have just bottled your chance of playing in the Champions League this season, when you come back. It's a shame be, isn't it It's a crying shame, shame. <laughs> I like Neymar I'm going to stick up for him today <laughs> No he's he's. he's he, I think you that You don't that, just
2: that, that throw enrich- toys
1: out the pram when you lose though You've lost and it can't, you can't go start going swearing on Twitter because your team th- there was a penalty awarded against your team that you, 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 did, that that you was, didn't like If it was the
0: other way around, I can I imagine there'd be a few expletives coming out of your mouth Charlotte Duncan
1: I don't swear. Really, do <laughs> also, more to the point, it's not all about me. We're on about. Can you imagine Rashford or Lingard or someone like that in the United team going on Twitter after the game?
0: I think that's media training, isn't it?
1: Swearing about not getting a penalty. Well, I'm not having that anyway. But I do think you think? A... No, I thought it was. Very, I thought it was very soft.
0: But, but you don't sympathise with anyone.
1: But no, it's a game, isn't it? Unfortunately, it's someone's a game. got to lose. <laughs>
0: Well, that would have been a good... If social came out after the game last night, if they'd lost and said, it's only a game, chin up. I'm not sure that would have gone down well with fans. I'm but. not
1: saying that's what the manager should say, but um, I mean, good, good that he's showing passion. Obviously, he's disappointed that he's sat in the sand, but no, no I'm sympathy team, really.
2: I, I do think Mourinho's spirit lived on in Delo in that he was the only one who was appealing for, for Ham. Yeah, it was so well. audacious, wasn't it? I'm yeah, not sure how yeah. he Well, when the, when the referee was still at the monitor, um, mm. Chong was still at the corner. To to that. No one else. Nobody expected else expected it. it, and then
0: it just devalues the whole clear and obvious rule again. But the rules it? I read in the today is was it? that it
1: would work. The only reason why it was given was it was because it's the Champions League, yeah. and if it was in the Premier League, that rule wouldn't have stood. Which is
0: ridiculous in which itself.
1: They should just have. Ru- ru- they should just have rules for the game rather than rules for different competitions. But the, would ne- that yeah. penalty would never have been given in the Premier League.
0: But like, yeah, like you said, then I can imagine that would have somehow been given in the World Cup. Just because it's not the Premier League, like the Premier League seems to have, I think more. I'm going Leniency, to see, yeah, and I've got to see how it. I mean, it's interesting because after the game, I said, I "Mean Clattenburg said it was never a penalty," and then Walton, who was on BT Sports, said it was a clear penalty. Yeah,
1: all the refs they spoke, to, all the refs they spoke That'd to contradictory could, well. could see. Well,
2: unlike well, referees to be inconsistent, yeah. isn't it? they
1: could see why it was, but then all the fans and the pundits were saying.
2: Definitely yeah, and
0: even Rio Ferdinand in the studio was saying it was, he would be so furious if that had been going against him, which Michael Owen was
1: fuming, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I wonder why. Bless him. Oh, well. <laughs> so yeah, Samuel in the penalty as
2: well, do you think it was harsh? I, I thought it was harsh. We we didn't have um, monitors on our desks. It was There must have been a couple because the broadcasters were to our left, about, I don't know, 10 yards away. So could kind of see it. So we could see that it hit his arm. And I think at that point saw the United bench who must have had a monitor there and they saw it and that's why they got so excited. Yeah, well, he
0: spoke, he walked away and spoke to Solskjaer for a second. Yeah, well there back, was,
2: th- there was, I don't know who the PSG coach was, uh, it certainly wasn't too cool but there was a PSG coach who was given United Spent some jit because he was unhappy that they were trying to like supposedly intimidate the referee and then Solskjaer intervened and told them to calm down because there was nothing they could do about it. Uh, But I think the longer the delay went on, I think the more people thought he's going to give it here. And uh, when he moved away from his monitor, I think if it was just a corner, he'd have just immediately gone it. But he actually heightened the tension. I mean, Mike Dean must have Jealous Envied yeah. Envied the uh Was it the Slovenian referee I think it yeah. was Yeah Mike Dean would have been in the away end Celebrating with When <laughs>
0: <players, laughs> he? he tried to get involved Giving them the match ball Yes yeah. But uh Four minutes and nine seconds It took For Rashford to finally time. Step up yes. And then dispatch the penalty mm. And Charlotte I'm not sure what you were doing At 21 years old
1: I'm, I'm pretty confident I was not <laughs> But The was, pressure on me Was not the same As it was on Rashford last night But the night. pressure
0: on anyone as well To dispatch it To do it just as as cool as he did
1: his first Manchester United penalty as well unbelievable but it's uh, interesting that everyone's praising Fred as well because Rashford was trying to get himself in the zone and the PSG players were trying to yeah. get up in his face and Fred just went over and started shoving them all out of the way people said it's the best thing they've seen him doing in a United shirt which is pretty harsh given his performance yesterday but
0: yeah. I think it's just that sort of tenacity we seen from Fred isn't it? that fight yeah. as, not just in that but in the tackles in, mid- in midfield he was getting stuck in there was a couple of good sort of lunging challenges and he just looked like he actually Wanted to get into the nitty gritty and not sort of be a passenger. Yeah, again. I mean,
2: one of the reasons why I didn't think United would would get through was because there wasn't that there wasn't an established like midfielder who was going to um, you know complement the attack and try and link it. And of course, the first two goals were extraordinarily fortuitous. Um, I think that probably only happened against Paris Saint Germain at that level. But he did. You know, he pressed very aggressively. I thought he used the ball positively as well. Um, McTominay is that shield. They, they collaborated pretty well. It, it was a very, very bold formation and set up um, by Saskia to go with that four four two. But I think that was, as I said before, I think the, when Saskia first came in, we talked about his man management. It's brilliant. Yeah, of course it's going to be. But by far and away, the standout feature of him is his tactical acumen because going into the psg game all of us like in the papers um we filed the same um predicted 11 which had dallow in rather than buying mm. but obviously then he brings buy-in and then everyone sees it and you think okay it's a back three but then come kickoff um it's a four four two formation so there were two you know two elements of surprise there and Against okay, a team like PSG, who he was talking about on Tuesday, you know they could start to doubt themselves. You know he was playing on that narrative that they have choked at that level before. That that is bound to unsettle them. And then lo and behold, United get a goal in the in the second minute. So he, he he's just got the mindest touch at the, at the moment. It's it's just a remarkable run. I can't remember a caretaker manager ever. Presiding over such a run, and it has it has got become ridiculous now. I mean, they 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 just might as well just make the announcement, and give him the job. The fact players are going public and singing his name yeah. in the dressing room—it's just a out of when, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, and and he was asked the odd awkward question about his situation <laughs> at the press conference, and he doesn't really know how to answer. So he's not he's not quite at that stage yet with us where he's fully loosened up because he's still there on a temporary basis even though it emerged this week that it's a permanent contract (laughs) but he's not the permanent manager it's a bit like uh, someone said it's a bit like frank lampard's arrangement going from chelsea to manchester city to new york city and new york city fans didn't take that very well because they thought he was on loan but then he played out the season at city uh so there was a little bit of confusion about that earlier in the week but it really has got to the stage where I mean, Gary Neville said it on a hunch that it would come during the international uh, break. He said to that to us after he had that broadcast uh, interview. But whether it's today, tomorrow, whenever, they just just release a short statement, just saying he's now our permanent manager, and then go on to the next one. Fingers mm-hmm.
1: crossed, it's in the international break. Well, got- Normally, it's like the dullest week of life. Yeah. So, From a personal point of view, so that would so nice. be a good boost for our free. It would improve. It? it would,
2: imp- it would uh, media relations would between. Uh, journalists and United have been pretty decent recently and that would only uh, enhance them yeah. if they were to do that
0: I guess the final question of the first segment of this podcast today segments, first it's segment one. it's a bumper one isn't it there's a lot going on it, it was an epic night yeah it, <laughs> it's justified don't. It? the second half won't be quite as long um, which team would you, do you think United would like to, to face in the quarterfinals I know it's easy to say don't fear anyone you've got to beat the best to, to win the Champions League but surely there must be maybe a preferred tie from your point of view Charlotte Barcelona Okay. Go big Why not? New camp 20 years on I wouldn't mind that but i go with Porto The Delo reunion Yeah It's a good line isn't narrative. it Narrative Yeah <laughs> it's all about narrative Seems
1: like an easier tie doesn't it mm, well, it's
0: Okay so we'll clip that for when United has been knocked out by Porto again 15 years on or whatever it is from last time uh, Who knows but we have a quiz question Ash yeah. isn't here today sadly but we've still got one of his favourites We'll come back after the break Hello and welcome back to the Manchester Is Red podcast. Just before this short interval, we left Charlotte and Samuel with the, the teaser. What is the highest shirt number ever worn by a United player in a no competitive idea. fixture? Any guesses from anyone at all? Charlotte, you You said good.
1: this was really easy. I thought...
2: I this, is, it's, this isn't... Because you mentioned it the other day when, when when I spoke to you. It's not Lingard 53, is it? No. It's very close, though. Is it... Uh, this is a stab in the dark, so I think the numbers might be the other way around. Is it Lee Roach, 54?
0: No, it's no. not.
2: It's quite poignant. The highest ever squad in the was
0: Jesse Lingard, 53. But last night, someone Brilliant. came on oh, number Mason 54. Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. Yeah. Ah. So there you go. I think it's doable. I think if you listen at home, you might have maybe got it. Just about. For a competitive game. It was always Lingard, because he played the 2011-12 season with it on his
2: back. I think it was Van Hal. No, uh, he made his debut in 2014. And I did think he? he'd have been wearing 35 then. Who knows? This is the type of stuff we've I think, I, I, think I do know yeah. that. I, I, the the <laughs> highest thing I, did, I didn't have a bloody
0: clue no. though. <laughs> Lingard. Another one 53 from Mason Greenwood. To 35. And then who knows? Who cares? But yeah, the answer was Mason Greenwood. Gave but Williams
1: a uh, Williams could make it. He's his...
0: 53 though.
1: Is he? Yeah. I also know. I thought he was 58.
0: 53. Williams. I had a chat with Samuel on You did the
1: story on it.
0: Yes, it was 53 because it was Lingard's old number he took. Right. Yes.
1: Let's let's move on. Yeah,
0: 53.
1: Well done, Mason Greenwood.
0: Well done, Mason. Okay. This weekend, Arsenal. The games keep on coming. Mm -hmm. Another big game, but you've got to make United strong favourites for it given the way that they've played in their big games already. The fact they've already beaten Arsenal away from home.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a tougher test than the one they face there in the FA Cup. But because uh, Arsenal are in better form than they were back then, but as you say, in current form, United keep winning away from home. Club record, what we on nine no, now on in, nines. A, in a row. You just—it's hard to see them not losing a game between now and the end of the season. But each game they go into, you just there's so much confidence around the team and the way they're playing. And you'd like to hope maybe at least one of those injured. Well, Pog was obviously not injured, so he'll be back in the team. Yeah. Martial maybe he'll be back in the team he's had a few weeks out now you'd like to hope that they'd have some description of injury boost going into the weekend so that with the current run of form yeah you'd think go go down there and win again
0: yeah of course we maybe at the disadvantage that this is recorded on Thursday afternoon Arsenal play tonight so they could get who knows a injury blow injury setback we'll have it covered no matter what but uh it's you know, they've come on the back of their own disappointing result against Tottenham. That's a game that Arsenal fans that I've spoken to feel they should have won. and played Especially, well, yeah. especially the manner in which they, they didn't do it. But like you said, it's one of those difficult ones because Arsenal did play well, but then you've got that doubt on the back of your mind because they did at the end miss a huge chance to, to put pressure on United, not just ahead of the game, but to get fourth place this season mm-hmm. as well.
2: They did. <laughs> <laughs> it, I agree with Charlotte in that I don't think it's going to be as routine as, as that cup game. But United have, I mean, there's only so many there are only so many times that Solskjaer can show replays of him scoring a counter-attacking goal at Highbury and expect United to, to replicate it. But they've they've had a reasonable record at the Emirates. They've won 3-1 quite a few times. They've they have scored a lot of counter-attacking goals there. Um, I mean, after the the, the FA Cup game, uh, what was told like, what United players thought of Arsenal was quite quite disparaging, to say the least, like, it's, especially their defence. And I think that's that's the area, obviously, where um, going into that game, you don't see United not scoring. Um, particularly, they love Pogba back. You imagine that unless Lingard or Marshall recover, it's going to be Dallow on the right wing, and, and, and rightly so. So that'll be an interesting test for him because although he came in a pressure cooker environment against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, I think it, it is more of a test going to Arsenal and, and playing against, I imagine it'll be Monreal at left back who obviously likes to get forward. So you've got to be quite mindful of that. Uh, it, it's, yeah, as Charlotte uh, touched upon, it's it's weird that you, you're talking about United going into these very tricky away games. and But, talking of them as favourites because Solskjaer's just claimed that many um, that many scalps
0: Yeah and Charlotte I guess that is maybe another point for United fans to consider it was such a different look United side probably the one that won in the FA Cup if it was the same sort of if no one is back from injury say this weekend do you still have the same sort of faith that United can have as much joy against Arsenal because maybe they wouldn't be as deadly on the counter-attack as they have been when they've had the likes of Marshall and Lingard available
1: yeah, because you mean the forwards aren't as quick as.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you had the same, maybe, sort of approach as you started against PSG, maybe not with Buy It Right Back, obviously, but. If you yeah, go- I don't think he's going to make that mistake. Yeah, if you to go to 4 3 3, <laughs> and it would be the same. Like Samuel said, low on the right, Rashford at left, LeCock through the middle, and that, that midfield reinforced with Pog, which I think that is enough still to, to yeah. beat Arsenal away. And I
1: think he'll tweak his uh, his game plan like tactically as well. I think United didn't have a lot of the ball against PSG, so than they were expecting that. But the roles that Fred and McTominay had as in dispossessing PSG, making them make mistakes, like harrying them on the ball, that sort of thing, maybe he'll tweak tweak his game plan. And you ca- I can't see why he wouldn't, if we take Bay out of the equation, why he wouldn't start the same same 11 because no disrespect to the youngsters I can't see him throwing any of them in from the start and that's the only real option if no one recovers from injury
0: yeah of course and it's something we didn't mention the first half uh, that Chong and Greenwood did play against PSG Um, what do you think the likelihood that we will see more academy players in the squad for this weekend do you think it just depends on who's back from injury who drops out or do you think there's anyone who really does deserve to be in the first team at the moment
2: um
0: the, the team or the squad? The squad in general. I mean, it's, you're not going to say that Gomez and Chong will start the
2: game necessarily, but I guess they'll be placed on the bench if the squad still is... Yeah, I mean... As, as you say it's, it's depend on who who comes back in um, I, I did admire Chong's confidence against PSG but he did play a couple of hospital balls yeah. which I mean they were heart and mouth moments particularly I was going to say it wasn't good
1: for, for the heart rate no, yeah.
2: was it the crossfield pass he played which yeah. was intercepted by yeah. the guy and then there was the one after- and there's one where he did a
0: really good tackle on Di and then gave it, all, yeah. Yeah. Gave it yeah. away immediately after but, and
1: even after the penalty when all United needed to do was not concede and he was just sloppy in possession and was yeah.
2: yeah. sort, like sort of naivety it, there, there it? Was, it was naivety it was eagerness. So I, I think with him uh, and, and Gomez, they might as well just be promoted to the senior squad on a full-time basis now. Um, They're at
0: like a crossroads, aren't they? Because they do seem too good for the
2: under-23s, yeah. but they still seem very uh, raw on
0: the first team. I, I think
2: I think Chong certainly outgrew the under-23s almost immediately. And uh, Gomez was, was one who was was looking to go out on loan in, in January, but they do see, still seem a little bit too callow for... Um, for for regular football with United but you you always you don't want to do you want to send all of them out on loan it's got to be the right loan as well Um, the the hit rate of United youngsters having loans in recent years has not been good either that's something that I think they'd need to really look at I think the, the standout exception has been Dean Henderson but amid the I mean goodness they must have about must have an 11 of players out on loan yeah, currently. One of
0: them was in the way and last night, Joel yeah. getting and the it's game. And they've still
2: not got a game at a Belgian side who, with all due respect to them, I don't think pe- people would, yeah. would have ever heard of them. Um, but of course you want you want the youngsters coming in. Greenwood is, is, is still only 17 and, and Garner, I think, turns 18 this month. So with Greenwood and Chong, they can still play in the youth league. United really wants to win that competition so there's a chance those four teenagers on the bench against PSG will be starting against Michelin, um this month so it's it's a fine balance because they are needed for first team purposes at times but given the, the, there aren't going to be too many occasions you'd think where United would have nine or ten players out injured so I I think with Chong and Gomez, apart from the youth league games, they should just be in the first team squad now. I think it's a waste of time putting them in the under twenty threes. Greenwood is still young enough that he can still. What cut do his you make of this there?
0: Very brief cameo. Did he even touch the ball against Pichaga? Well, but I was—I was, I was, I was trying, remember. Uh, I was
2: trying to think to, to generate uh, an opinion of his of his debut, but he—I he, he, think he did. He touch the ball. He might have touched the ball once and completed a pass, and, and and that was it. But. It was just pleasing to see that Solskjaer chose yeah. him because he did say before the game that he might be the one that we have to bring on. And say if
0: we need a, need a goal, Mason's probably the one we'd, we'd go for more likely yeah. to. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's not just. I mean, Charlotte and me had this discussion in the office last night. I mean, Mourinho had him on the bench for. Valencia. The game against Valencia and didn't bring him on because he said he wasn't ready yet. He didn't have options on the bench. But the fact that Solskjaer has that faith in him yeah. still thinks that it's, there's, a, there's a difference between being in a squad and you imagine actually playing you. Yeah,
2: it's chiming with the supporters again as well. It's what they want to see. Um, it is obviously, it's been necessitated by the injuries, but Greenwood is is a, an unignorable talent. Um, he's a little unfortunate. He's got a couple of young strikers ahead of him in, in Rashford and Lukaku but I think as, as you've seen with Rashford and, and Lukaku as well their ability to play out wide junior development you have got to add those strings uh, to your bow if you want to uh, make it in the United first team and, and Greenwood's well capable of doing that uh, That I think that's what that was another aspect that enhanced that United victory in that they had five teenagers on the bench uh, I know Dallo's had a fair bit of experience. In it. He played with Porto in the Champions League last season, but you know that that youth identity, that never say die attitude, the whole mythical United way. Certainly against Paris Saint Germain, uh, it, it felt very very real. Yeah, it's going to be a good quiz question years to come to name that squad who beat PSG away.
0: Again, yeah. It'd do be that. like
1: the Arsenal uh, where that... Yeah, where Fabio uh, yeah. and
0: well, old uh, uh,
2: uh, like Van, Van Gaal had so many injuries and was out, was without so many players against Midgeland uh, yeah. three years ago and, and they lost and that was the Nadir of his reign. Solskjaer goes to the mighty Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> and beats them 3-1. That's, you know, remarkable, incredible. All those... All those words are completely uh, appropriate for it.
1: Anything is possible.
2: Anything is possible. So, Charlotte, yeah, this weekend,
0: Arsenal away. But I know we're maybe getting carried away saying you like to win the Champions League, but they've still got a real battle on to finish in the top four. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's such a tight fight. They could maybe finish higher than fourth, but they could finish fifth as well.
1: Yeah, but they've just got to not, it's a cliche, they've just got to not worry about what the other teams around them are doing because if they win all their games until the end of the season, I've not done the maths on this, so I can't, Categorically say that that will land them top four because obviously there's permutations as to the other teams around them and the results how, how they how they go for and against them. But still got to play City. Still Arsenal. got to play City. I mean, if you
0: beat Arsenal you, and Chelsea was to drop points, yeah. and there, a real gap does appear between the top four. Then I guess the the pressure maybe is ease a little bit on the you. The
1: belief will be there that they can do it, and there's no reason there's no reason looking at the fixture list why why they can't. Although there's that awful. Situation approaching with the Manchester Derby, where you might just hope that a draw would be best for all parties. To be honest,
0: yeah, who knows what's going on? That's <laughs> quite a dilemma. I mean, that will be a bumper podcast when we get onto that one. But I think this bumper podcast has just about run right. its because There's been controversy, there's been chaos, but I think we've all just about <laughs> like survived Wednesday night. I think, yeah, who knows? But the real shame is I won't be wearing my PSG shirt at Fireside <laughs> tonight. Mbappe um, number seven has been retired for another season but Samuel it, it, well I think Chris Smalling retired him for a brief no, period he last night who as well who knows he we'll was... see if you retire me tonight as well we'll bring <laughs> you an update of that next week last time I did whip my shirt off in Lukaku style after my audacious I last thought part of that, was, I that it. was a joke no he did. He definitely did he did and it was a good goal so
1: like Forlan-esque
0: yeah but and he got the shirt back on I got on it back on yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> was it Southampton at home when he did it I remember was Southampton listening Southampton to it home. on the radio when I went to see my grandma good times Right, here we go. Samuel, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Charlotte, thank you as well. Um, Please make sure to subscribe to the Manchester Red podcast if you haven't already. And please do leave a review. We'll be back next week.